Hey, 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 folks. Welcome to another episode of Post Loons, live from Allianz Field. I am your host, Jacob Schneider. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by my lovely co-host and dear friend, Mr. David Naylor. David, how are you doing this fine evening? I am doing just fantastic. Enjoyed a great evening of soccer. Been watching some of the other MLS games come down the pipe after the Loons got done with their game tonight. Lots of fun goals, lots of good stuff. But we're here to talk Loons. Yeah, I know. We'll be talking Minnesota United all night. We'll be talking Leagues Cup, um, a little messy to enter Miami results from around the league, uh, and maybe toss in a few hot takes about how bad Tottenham are going to be this year. Uh, but we'll be doing that later because, you know, you know, we always leave uh, the fun stuff for the end, right, David? Talking an awful lot for a team that finished like 10th in the league last year. Hey, last time Chelsea finished uh, uh, outside of the top 10 in the Premier League, they won the uh, – um, the league title the next year so i'm feeling pretty good but we're gonna we're gonna focus on mls for now folks it's a third straight 1-1 draw against los angeles fc uh at allianz field for minnesota united um the post-game locker room spirits were high everybody seemed happy but to the players it was uh it's another it's another three points dropped at home uh, and they expressed disappointment in the continuing form they show in front of their home fans as people pay good money to see them. People pay to come out and experience, you know, Wonderwall being uh, sang in front of 20,000 people. And it just hasn't happened enough of late. And it's been really disappointing for the players. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're hoping to get back on track soon. Uh, but uh, before we really dig into it, folks, um, here at Soda Soccer, um, we are Patreon based. We support each other. Um, you can support us at patreon.com slash soda sock. Uh, and all that money goes towards the content creators like myself, like David, um, like uh, Jeremy and John, who you've seen on these shows with me over the past week, as we did have a triple game week for Minnesota United. Um, and, you know, you can support us a little for $3 a month, and your support means the world to us. Uh, again, that's patreon.com uh, slash soda sock. And that money goes towards, you know, uh, us allowing. Uh, each other to have the creative freedom we do to produce the content we do. And it's not just Minnesota United. That's Minnesota Aurora. That's Minneapolis City SC. That's lower division soccer across the Midwest, uh, Duluth FC, uh, Rochester, you know, all around. Uh, so your continued support allows us to grow and flourish as a content creation website. Uh, so in advance, we thank you. And uh, for the next hour or so, we will be talking all things MLS uh, and all the shenanigans that go in and outside the league. Uh, including some pretty uh, some pretty impressive news uh, out of Southern Florida today. But first, David, what is your biggest takeaway from what you saw here at Allianz Field tonight? So the the thing that I think stuck with me, and I'm going to do that thing where I'm positive about this result instead of negative because that's what I do. Um, it's not just the goal that Minnesota scored, which we're going to talk more about in detail as we move. But what I saw in terms of how the attack was working together and in terms of the cohesion they showed and the flair that they showed and attempted to show at times in this game, both with the starting lineup and once subs hit the field, once Tom John came into the game in the 70th minute, the they played with a confidence that felt different to me watching on the broadcast. And I think that that is something that as this team has brought new players in and as this team has worked on 
integrating new players into the system. You can almost call him anyway. No, so a new player to the system because he just started playing with the team a month ago again. And you have Pookie playing in his third game. You have some been coming back from an injury. You're still getting to see how all these pieces fit together in the attack. And even with only one's goal being scored, I still feel very, very impressed by how the attack worked together this evening. Yeah, no, and uh, I think LAFC are your reigning MLS Cup champions. They have uh, debatably the best roster in Major League Soccer. Uh, they brought on a legend of the game in Giorgio Chiellini off the bench, um, one of the greatest Mexican players to ever play the game. Um, started in for them uh, an MLS uh, 2023 MLS MVP contender, Denny Buanga, uh, played. I just I think there's a lot of positives to take away, despite you know the dreary and or not dreary dreadful home form that the club has been in over the past couple of months. Uh, I really do think tonight was one of the best performances we've seen from Minnesota United this season, uh, and it comes down to them playing above their competition, who sits second in the Western Conference. Uh, playing above their competition, who won MLS Cup 2022, and above the competition, who nearly uh, won the CONCACAF Champions League this year. You know, there's a lot of positives to take away. Uh, it would certainly feel valid for any Loons fan to be very optimistic about what the next few months are going to uh, uh, entail based on Wednesday's performance with Pookie, tonight's performance uh, with the group. You know, if they can get it all gelled together, uh, there's a real possibility they can make a fun, uh, either a fun Leaks Cup run or a fun 2023 MLS uh, uh, playoff run, David. The other uh, thing uh, that I, I want to point out with that is the Houston result on Wednesday was a great result for this team. Yet another great result on the road, a confident win, Timu Puki's first goal, goals for, like, things were really good about that game. However, yeah. that game falls into an archetype that this team has used to much success that I've written about and talked about a lot before. They won that game with 25% possession. They seeded the ball. They played as the team on the road. They took their chances on the break and they won the game. That's we've seen Minnesota do that. Minnesota had over 50% possession in this game tonight. That is not a thing that they have sought to do a lot this season. And they played well in possession, which is not something that, has been a hallmark of this team and this team's success this yeah. season, hardly at all. So to see that through a full 90 minutes against one of the best teams in the Western Conference, like that's a big deal to me. I think that matters. Yeah. No, I think it does matter. Uh, and folks, if you think it matters, send us a question in the chat. Uh, chime in here. Let's get a conversation going on, you know, anything MLS that happened today across the league. Uh, what you saw happening in this Minnesota United game. If you were here at Allianz Field, give us a shout. Um, there was an attendance record broken at Allianz Field today with 19,954 persons uh, attending, and that's unbelievable. I mean, we, they nearly broke, they nearly hit 20K, and that's with standing room. Uh, I don't know if it's possible to get 20K in here, but I would imagine if you can get uh, 19,954, you can fit another 46 people inside the stadium. Uh, and break that 20K mark eventually. Uh, but then again, you know, fire code and all. We'll see. We'll see. It'd be cool to see them at the 20K mark. Uh, but Stick it, up on the Yeah. An impressive display from the Minnesota United supporters this evening. Uh, they were deafening. Uh, I mean, at points, they were uh, some of the loudest I've heard in, in the stadium this season. Uh, you know, I'll note they continued singing 
Mr. Brightside as the start uh, as the start of the second half kicked off uh, when it was playing uh, over the uh, over the noise system over the sound system at the halftime break uh, going into the starting whistle for like another 90 seconds they continued the song the entire stadium not just the Wonderwalls you know and it's it's a it's a testament to you know how amazing the supporters were this evening uh, but folks like I said get in the chat talk to me let's see uh, let's see what you all have cooking tonight. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Christopher Alfebi, uh always in here talking with us. Thanks for joining us tonight, Chris. Uh, he says, why is Cameron Dunbar here if he doesn't get a chance to play when the other left wing is uh, injured? Uh, Chris, what I'll note is Cam isn't ideally seen as a winger, um, primarily as a central attacking midfielder um, or as sort of a false nine type striker. Um, obviously, those forwards can be versatile and be put out wide if needed, uh, but more often than not, Cam Dunbar is featuring centrally when he plays for Minnesota United 2. Um, speaking for the twos, they have a game tomorrow night uh, at the NSC, 8 o'clock kickoff against LAFC2, uh, and it's expected to be a fairly packed house with a Target USA Cup going on in the in Blaine right now. So uh, make sure to check that out if you're able to. Tickets are pretty cheap. It's like 10 bucks a person to get in, and you get to watch some of the cool up-and-coming uh, uh, Youth Academy prospects. Uh, you get to see Diego Pacheco's amazing mustache in person uh, and uh, uh, newcomer Cam Lacey, who has been uh, on a goal-scoring tear for the twos of late. He's been really well, been playing really well. So uh, that's tomorrow night at the NSC, 8 o'clock kickoff. Uh, and, you know, with Cam Dunbar not playing tonight, he's someone I would expect to uh, feature, uh, along with first-teamer Mikhail Marquez uh, and maybe uh, maybe maybe another player or two uh, from the from the first-team group could, could appear there. Um, so go check it out. It'll be fun. Uh, my, back to yeah. oh, go ahead, David. My my suspicion from further afield than Jacob is from practice and from the coaching staff is that since, as Jacob said, Dunbar has played more in a central role or more as a more as a striker, a false nine, that you'd be playing him a little bit out of position. So then, was the coaching staff more comfortable playing him a little bit out of position, or playing Hassani Dotson a little bit out of position, which was the lineup decision that was made tonight? Was Hassani Dotson in that left wing spot? Yeah, and we've seen since Dotson's debut in God 2019. Is that how long it's been? Yep. Um, that you can kind of play Hassani all over the field wherever you need him to, particularly on the left side. He started out as a left back when he first broke into Minnesota United first team. So I, my suspicion is that Heath wants Dotson on the field. And there was an opening at left wing, which is a spot that he's played before and a spot that he can put before. And that's just at least a comfort level thing for the team. Actually, I actually spoke with Adrian about that post game. Um, and he thought Asani was one of the best performers on the pitch today for the Loons. Uh, and I can agree. I thought he was uh, electric. Uh, he absolutely shut down the LAFC midfield. Uh, both Sifu and Ilya, when they intertwined and changed, um, were obliviated by him. I mean, he was absolutely lights out. Uh, you know, defensively, they moved into sort of a 4-3-3. Uh, when in the attack, it was that 4-2-3-1 where Dotson pushed up the flank and did some nice overlap play um, with Zarek Valentin. Uh, I, I thought Hassani was uh, amazing today. Uh, one of the one of the best performances he's put on this season, and it came out of position. And it wasn't necessarily because it was out of position. It was just that he was genuinely everywhere and had both these defensive and attacking-minded uh, uh, requirements of him. And he just gave his heart for a full 90. Um, and that needs to be uh, applauded for sure. Uh, but, you know, I thought Kervin Ariaga had a really good game too. Obviously, the assist on the goal. Yeah, for can we talk about so. the goal? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> folks, if you are in the chat, you know, 
rank this among your favorite MNUFC goals of all time or the best Minnesota United goals of all time. Uh, I, give us I texted number. Jacob at halftime, disclosure for the yeah. chat, that this was yeah. top, top five in MLS Minnesota United history. And I said it was a hot take. Jacob said it wasn't a hot take. And I, the more I think about it, I can't think of many things that rival it in the seven years now of them being in MLS. It's like, it's like uh, Kervin Ariaga walked into the stadium and was like, all right, who's got the salsa? Because I've got the chips. Uh, yeah, yeah. You like that, David? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, folks, what a brilliant uh, little chip inside the box from uh, Hunter and International Kervin Ariaga. And I mean, we know what Emmanuel Reynoso can do when he's not his best, when he's playing at, a, at, at such a high level where he's so confident. I mean, genuinely, what a freaking goal, David. Uh, but, you know, plaudits to LAFC, too. Um, Carlos Vela is 34 years old, and he out-sprinted uh, Michael Boxel. He rounded Dane St. Clair. Uh, it was a good goal. Uh, bad from Minnesota United's point of view, but from Carlitos Vela, I mean, that was beautiful. Uh, it was a lovely, it was lovely run. Uh, the more I look at it, the more it's more, more on Boxy than it is on Dane. Um, and the reason being... As Dane failed to push Carlitos uh, outside, he failed to push him, uh, make him make him make his move outside. He allowed him inside with his hips, and uh, you know, as a defender, you can't be doing that, David. Uh, but at the same time, Dane needs to time his run better. He didn't even, you know, he he, he didn't time it correctly. Uh, he wasn't even able to dive at uh, uh, Vela's feet, but. Uh, I think before we, you know, throw all the blame on Boxy, you have to note too, why is the midfield giving that ball away? How many times today was possession uh, uh, given away by the midfield for sloppy giveaways, for trying too much? Uh, and I'm going to point out like Song Bin, once he came on, uh, he gave away the ball so many times by trying to do too much. Sometimes simple is better. Sometimes playing simplistic, uh, just little one-two passes, even if it's back and forth for 30 seconds straight and not making any progress up the pitch. You're keeping possession. You're allowing the play to develop. Um, they're moving too fast and losing possession, or they're trying too much and losing possession. Uh, and if you look at that goal, it all starts with a sloppy giveaway, then a nice through ball and Boxy being beat and Dane mistiming his run. Uh, but before either of those two can be put at fault, you have to look to the midfield and say it's an unacceptable giveaway. Uh, and it started the... Um, uh, domino errors right and like i'm i'm with that take and i think that makes a lot of sense the the thing i found interesting is dane got caught out of his box making a run up to that ball on the mm -hmm. goal that happened again in the second half yes on a decent chance for lafc that ended up not getting converted one way or another that he got stuck all the way out to the side of his 18 trying to go out for a ball that he didn't end up getting to I can't remember ever seeing Dane get caught out like that twice in the same game before. Do you think that's on Dane's decision-making or on like background factors for him? It's just like, it's one of those things that's really obvious as a viewer that it's like, that doesn't happen to Dane very often. It happened twice in this game, once leading to a goal. And that was odd to me. Well, I think it also factors in that uh, he's had this chemistry going with uh, Mickey Tapias for what's five, five months now. And, you know, despite playing with Bakay Debasi all of last season as his left center back uh, up till September, um, 
Bakai is not. Mickey, Mickey's not Bakai. Uh, there's a big difference in the way they play, a big difference in the way um, Dan can play out of the back and, you know, the way he communicates uh, with his defenders. So I think that might be factoring into it. But, yeah, uh, Dane, um, Dane just didn't seem fully confident in either situation. But it's also, you know, shout out to Stipe Buick, uh, or Buick, Buick, Stipe Buick, excuse me, um, for making that uh, that run and, you know, testing St. Clair. He was a, a bit of a menace at times. Um, Mateusz Bogish came on and, you know, had very little impact. And, you know, when I saw the starting lineups today, I was like, man, LAFC are going to regret not starting Bogush um, through the middle and pushing Vela wide uh, and having uh, uh, Biu come off the bench. And it turned out to be the other way around um, after, because Bogush was electric Wednesday against St. Louis uh, when they beat, uh, when LAFC won 3-0. So, um, you know, LAFC Tech had their moments. Loon's defense was solid. Dane looked a little looked a little um, uncomfortable in those two instances in particular, but there wasn't much for anybody to worry about defensively tonight for Minnesota United. Can we give some props to Bakai on that, by the way? Like, Because yeah. I know, when did the decision about Tapias' availability come down before the game? So it, it was decided yesterday, uh, Friday afternoon after the, the training session that was open to media. Um, he's dealing with some inflammation on the inside of his ankles, what Adrian Heath said. So he rolled it. Um, the inflammation is not on the outside. So that the bruising is internal, which means uh, it's very sensitive, which means um, he's resting it. Uh, it's too early to tell if he will not be available come the League's Cup next weekend. But all things are pointing to him being ready, and this was just purely precautional from the medical team uh, and uh, Minnesota United. But, like, I've been harsh on Debassi a couple of different times since he's been back because he's had some more difficult outings, I would say, than we would expect from him. And he's coming back from a really long absence, so that's not that surprising. But for him to step in after that decision came down yesterday and play a solid 90 and be back at the heart of his defense looking like 2022 Debassi, I was very, very impressed with how he played tonight and wanted to give give him a shout-out. That was one of my three things, was great job by Debassi stepping in, into this defense against a great attack and fitting right in. Yeah, and we've got Michael Jacobson in the chat. Uh, I'm not sure if I've seen you here before, Michael. Thanks for tuning in, uh, and apologies if you have before. Uh, I read off a lot of viewers' comments, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're like Michael and you uh, want to send us a question, type it in the chat. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll put it up here on air. Uh, we'll read it aloud. We'll discuss it with you. And while you're at it, um, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on Twitter, however you are watching tonight's show, give us a like, give us a share, give us a retweet. Um, put the YouTube link in your group chat with all your soccer buddies saying, hey, um, talk to Minnesota United post game. Tune in. Uh, let's hear what they have to say. Uh, I am live here from Allianz Field. David is live. Uh, from somewhere in a cornfield in Iowa, um, and uh, <laughs> sorry, Dave, I got to throw a little a little Iowa shade here and there. Uh, but uh, you know, not many people offer live analysis post game live from a stadium. That's what we're doing here. Um, so keep, keep those questions coming. Uh, let me talk to you. I just got out of the press conference with Zarek Valentine, Michael Boxall, Adrian Heath. Um, spoke with all three of the post game about tonight, uh, about the upcoming League's Cup, about um, you know being outside of the playoff line. Uh, before the League's Cup, you know, the games in hand, everything in, in between. So get those questions in. Uh, make sure we get some more views in here. Uh, give us a, a share, a retweet, whatever it is on social media as you watch. Uh, but, Michael, to your question, you say maybe we already talked about it, but I just joined. 
Was it weird with Kervin Ariaga, Hassani Dotson, and Will Trapp all in there tonight? Um, no, I don't think so, because those are the three you would expect to play if the Loons were to roll out a 4-3-3, which I first thought it was until the graphic was posted and we saw Hassani Dotson at left wing. Uh, David, how did you see the midfield play tonight and um, with Hassani in that, in that kind of left-sided role? Well, you talked about already tonight how Minnesota seeded possession too much from the midfield, and obviously that was one of the root factors in this in the goal, LAFC goal this game. And it was, to me, one of the factors that stymied some of the pieces of their attack was Will Trapp in particular I did, did, had moments that really frustrated me tonight mm-hmm. when Minnesota was in possession. I thought that they did a great job defensively is what I would say. But in in attack and in possession, I thought that both Trap and Ariaga could have had better moments than they did. Ariaga always obviously had the yep. like outstanding single moments of this game. But um it just didn't feel like Trap's decision making was where it needed to be. That he had the moments where like he after a corner kick had a ball come to him at the top of the eighteen and he blasted it twenty rows high into the Wonder Wall. Like that felt that decision felt like it could have been better to me. Had a couple times where they passed yeah. the touch. There was a chance LAFC had in about the 80th minute where Trap and Ariaga had a miscommunication and just let a ball come from Bane St. Clair right to an LAFC midfielder. And like those are the pieces of this game that take it from this was three points dropped to me to mm-hmm. Minnesota was not didn't have enough quality in in all the facets of their game for me to feel like it was feel as much like it was two points dropped, even if it was and could be viewed as such an XG, whatever. Like I yeah, kind the of, midfield is what I could have used another level from. Yeah, and Michael followed it up by just saying it's an unfortunate goal to give up, but overall pretty solid play. And I think that's kind of the consensus across the board here. But one thing I want to note here, David, is that I've mentioned this before here on post loans, but um Kervin Ariaga and Will Trap don't seem to mesh well as a midfield pairing. Um, whereas Will Trapp and Hassani Dodson seem to mesh well, and Hassani Dodson and Kervin Ariaga seem to mesh well. So, you know, you might want to call Hassani Dodson the X factor there, but it also might just be the style of, of each player. Um, Kervin likes to sit back. Will likes to sit back. Hassani likes to drive and be, um, you know, kind of a wrecker, uh, number eight. So, you know, maybe that factors into the situation a little bit. Uh, but I agree. I think Kervin Ariaga's performance on Wednesday did warrant a start today, though. So I understand. Um, and Adrian Heath told me the reason he put Asani Dotson at left wing is because Joseph Rosales was feeling a knock after Wednesday. Song Bin um, uh, was coming off of injury, wasn't 90 minutes fit. Emmanuel E. Ray did, didn't make the bench because he was not uh, uh, fit enough uh, to play 90 or um, fit enough to come off the bench uh, in, in, a, in a game as crucial as this. Uh, I was a bit surprised not to see Izzy Tajiri Shradi uh, tonight, though. And I had a, my, my gut was saying that he was going to take that left wing spot today, just, you know, uh, based on the past two games and his performances. And I think he was unlucky not to feature tonight. Uh, David, what are your thoughts on that? I pretty much just agree with you. <laughs> you did a really good job summarizing everything there. I my expectation going forward is that like we have the league's cup match that's their next game a week from yep. tomorrow yeah and then league's cup 8 p.m kickoff on a sunday night david sunday night games their next mls game in the middle of august is also on a sunday night for the record it's, it's um, not just 
it's not just that. It's it's a Sunday night at 8 p.m. I'm not getting out of this place till mid past midnight. I'm gonna get out of here tonight at midnight. Shit, like I'm gonna be there till 1 a.m. on a Monday morning almost. Man. Can't wait. Uh, anyway, MLS after dark hashtag leaks cup edition. So so we so we move forward in that direction. You would suspect that this left wing question mark with Hassani being there is a temporary thing. As you've pointed out, Izzy Tijerishradi is probably in the running for that spot. You would expect Songbin, once he is back to full health, to be back in that slot where he was starting before his injury. And even like next Sunday, depending on how Songbin does in training this week and if he's match fit, I would not be shocked to see him get that start and get back to what is more Minnesota's first choice front four with Songbin, Reynoso, Bongi, and uh, Puki up top now. Like that's mm-hmm. that to me is the very clear first choice front four for the rest of the season. And yes. I would. I'd be a little surprised if we don't end up seeing that on Sunday in the League's Cup. Yeah, and uh, Timothy Hoshin, uh, apologies if I butcher the last name there, Timothy. Uh, thanks for tuning in. He says, uh, I try to watch every one of these shows. I don't have the Apple TV package, so this is the best way to know uh, what happened. Uh, we appreciate that. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, seeing these comments means a lot to us because we know the work we're doing uh, here is affecting at least one person. And the, the mentality I kind of put forth is if uh, – by doing this, you know, one person gains something that, that makes it worth it. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, Chris uh, chiming in saying, uh, could the team try Sonny Dodson in the midfield and Kervin Ariaga out wide? Uh, just throwing out ideas. Uh, the reason I don't think that works is because Kervin is primarily a six. And when he is with Honduras, he does actually play as a center back. Um, the better option is, you know, if you're down 2-1 in the 88th minute and he's on the bench, you bring him on at striker purely because of size. Uh, note the late corner kick Minnesota United had where Kervin got a head on it and went over the bar. That is um, that is where he can be influential in attack. But more than anything, Will Trapp and, uh, Will Trapp and Kervin Aragon, it's just two defensive-minded midfielders, and it just doesn't mesh as well as one would hope. My take. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. We, we've talked and talked a decent bit about the – um, midfield dynamics of those three, and it's 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 an interesting puzzle to solve. But I think it's been borne out that the team's gotten it, with with Kervin's drop in form earlier this season. The team's gotten their best results with Dotson Trap as the midfield pairing, and that that's borne out in numbers. That's borne out in appearance on the pitch, and they got a got a point without that tonight because of the left wing issue. But it's that's been felt pretty obvious to me over yeah. the last few matches. And a big thank you to Will Trapp's burner account for tuning in tonight. Uh, our good friend, uh, Foot underscore Trap Ted. Uh, uh, a, a little bit we have here on Soda Soccer. We always see Foot Trap here in the comment section. And, and you know, with the correlating name, you know, it's 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 a fun little bit. But thanks for tuning in. Uh, he says, I think Zarek Valentin did a great job of neutralizing Denny Buanga. Dot, dot, dot. Gave him nothing. Um, I love this because I want to talk about Z. I want to talk about the performance he had. Um He's, been, he's playing out of position, mind you. Uh, he's not a left back. Uh, and he was phenomenal tonight. Absolutely neutralized Denny Buanga. And uh, mind you, that's, you know, 2023 MLS MVP candidate. That is uh, a dude who scares every single defense in this league. 
it was a brilliant performance from him. Uh, he gave Bogush nothing when, he, when Bogush came on. He gave Stipe, uh, Stipe Buick uh, nothing when he was on that side. Uh, one of the most solid performers uh, tonight. The Loon's left side uh, of, of Zarek and Hassani Dotson was the best. Uh, were, were the were the best performers tonight. Um, you I know, agree with that. And that's, you know, regardless of Reynoso's goal, regardless of Kervin's assist, they absolutely locked down Cifuentes, uh, Ilya Sanchez, Denny Buwanga, Stipe Buick, uh, and Kellen Acosta. I mean, brilliant. Uh, just a brilliant performance from that uh, from that left side of the defense, or left side of the of the Lutes. Uh, let's see what else we have going in the chat here. Zarek has been great. Michael Jack, Michael Jacobson adds... Uh, expected nothing out of him, but he's been almost irreplaceable. Um, here's a good question for you, David. Um, with, uh, excuse me, with um, uh, Kamar Lawrence back from Gold Cup duty with Jamaica, what do you do at left back? Uh, and I'll also add this brief context quickly. Um, the incoming transfer of 21-year-old uh, dual national of England and St. Kitts and Nevis, uh, Ethan Bristow out of Tranmere Rovers in the English Fourth Division, uh, is rumor is not rumor. It's set to be completed this week, guys. Let, let's be real. It's set to be completed this week. We'll get news early this week. Um, and per the Pioneer Press, he will not take up a U twenty two initiative spot, which we, which means the Loons still have one open. So a young left back coming in, Devin Pedelford in the mix, Kamar Lawrence back, and the form of Zarek Valentine. What do you do, David? It's do you play Valentine until further notice? Like you're you you have rotation options, but like it it with where Minnesota has positioned themselves in the playoff race, like we can talk about that now if we need to. It's their their tenth, so they're one spot outside of the playoffs going into this league's cup break. And they're they're in um, they're not in terrible position. Like it's, I'm, I almost made the point earlier when you were talking about the not being in the playoffs. They they would be sitting in ninth if Houston had not gotten a draw in Colorado tonight. Like they they are a point and goal difference away from being in the playoff picture. The problem is as, as usual, games in hand. And, yeah, and the part the. the Problem as usual in MLS is there's a gazillion teams that are in the race for the end of the playoffs because you have teams from fit Austin and fifth all the way down to um, Portland. I got, the ta- I got the table right here for you. Western Conference is St. Louis with 41 at the top, uh, and that's and then Houston at ninth with 29, which is the play-in game, and the Loons sit uh, 28th with a game in hand. A game uh, in I hand and better goal difference in Houston. Uh, not 28, 28, 28 points with a game in hand, plus a uh, a better goal differential. Yep. But then you have between 5th and 13th, you've got a six-point gap. There's 30, Austin, I think, has 32 points, and then whoever's in 13th has 26. So you have all uh, the hmm? – 12th. 12th, okay. So it's everybody except Galaxy and um, Colorado. Colorado. Uh, hey, hey, Damien, you want to make fun of the Galaxy real quick? Not yet. Not yet. We'll get okay. there. <laughs> we'll make fun of the Galaxy later, we'll everybody. There. Just a general notice, we'll, we will be making fun of the LA Galaxy later. In the second uh, half of the show. Um, uh, who else do I want to make fun of tonight? Uh, Going to make fun of DC United, too, probably. 
Uh, no, and then, was ugly. And then, and then Nashville. Sorry, Nashville's getting made fun of too. But that's later. All right, that's back later. to you, David. So, so, so anyway, like they, as as the some of the people who are frustrated that Minnesota didn't get three points tonight have pointed out, like they need every point they can get for the rest of the season. And what it seems to me is that even with the Bristow transfer coming through, even with trying to further develop De- Devin Pedelford, you have to play your strongest eleven every single game for the rest of the season. And mm-hmm. that means playing Valentin because he's been in the best form. I see we have Chris Affleby back in the chat and on the screen with a question about trading Kamara Lawrence. What do mm-hmm. you think about that proposal? I think if there's value, I think you explore it. Um, it's tough because typically you want two for every position. Two right backs, Zarek Valentin, DJ Taylor. Two left backs, Devin Pedelford and Kamara Lawrence. But if you trade Lawrence, your two left backs are both 21. And one of them has never played an MLS minute and is coming from the English fourth division. One, the other um, has some MLS minutes on his belt, but is a very raw talent. It's it's a tough one to be in because Kamar has not had a good season for Minnesota United. Uh, he's lost his starting spot with the Jamaica national team. Um, and I just don't know if there's a ton of trade value for him. So you explore it, yes. Do you – can you find a better left back within the league with the experience that Kamar has for what you're going to get for him is the other question. And I'm not sure you can. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where I leave it, David. I'm just not sure. How about you? It, it doesn't like the the value question, I think, is the when you were talking about something in MLS, right? It's not the same as talking about the transfer window in England, where it's you're going to pay the fee, you're going to pay the wages, and the transfer is going to be done. You have to figure out the value that you would get back. This is, doesn't feel like it's going to be a thing where they trade um, Lawrence to X other team in MLS for like 250 grand in, in general allocation money. That doesn't feel like that would suit Minnesota's roster construction needs for a team that is going to try to compete for the playoffs for the rest of the season. It might do something for them in the future, but that's not what they're here for right now. And would you be able if the trade is then I'm going to go out and get another left back and the trade is left back for left back. Why? And like, who is going to do want to do that trade and what would be the subsequent value of it? I'm not like, I am no expert on who is available in MLS or what teams would be talking about that. It just doesn't mm-hmm. feel like when Minnesota's front office would be out there, like making a phone call to a front office here, or there, saying, being like, Hey, just so you know, this guy could be available. Are they really going to get anything that makes this team better right now? Because my suspicion would be no. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, but at the same time, there's a good question in the chat mentioning Kamar Sally. I don't have it offhand, but you can head to the MLSPA website uh, and find Minnesota United salaries there, folks, if that is something that interests you. Um I just don't know. Like I said, it comes down to whether or not you can find value for him. If there's even a market, uh, I don't know. I really don't. That's a good question uh, mm-hmm. and one that I've been stumped up. But, folks, in the meantime, 
I got to do a brief halftime show for our podcast here. Uh, and it's a th- and it's a halftime where I thank my friends over at Better Edge. Have you ever wished there would be a website that you could use to make bets with your friends? Uh, the days of using cash or Venmo for one-to-one bets are over. Uh, Better Edge, a Minneapolis-based company, has revolutionized the sports betting scene, allowing their users to bet with or against each other on NBA, NHL, MLB, and soccer competitions like the English Premier League, the UEFA Champions League, and, of course, Major League Soccer. They also offer weekly pick'em competitions as well, like our very own MLS Pick'em Challenge, where you can bet real money or edge coin, which is play money, and make your picks for the weekend's games. Uh, Better Edge is not a sports book that profits off of your loss. You don't uh, bet against Better Edge. You bet against other users on the platform, which is why it's legal to use in Minnesota and 46 other states nationwide. Sign up today and get a free $20 in your account when you visit betteredge.com slash loons and create your account. Again, that's betteredge.com slash loons to sign up and get $20 in your account today, courtesy of our friends at Better Edge. Uh, Thank you to Better Edge for sponsoring today's podcast. David, back to the show. Uh, there was something that we wanted to talk about uh, after the little halftime mark of our show. Let me scroll up and find it here uh, in the chat. Um, it was the League's Cup from the Soda oh, Soccer. Michael Jacobson, when can we talk about the League's Cup? Uh, can we talk about League Cup's tickets? Did this get included in uh, our season ticket package? I couldn't tell you guys anything about your season ticket packages. What I can tell you, though, is that the League's Cup is now a week away, uh, and I'm buzzing. David, uh, are, are you excited? I'll get there. Not there yet. We'll get there. I'm still thinking okay. about tonight too much. Thinking about tonight too much. It's yeah. in the past, David. Again, you can't <laughs> talk about the past too much. you got to look at that. Look ahead to what's coming. It, it will be so interesting to see Minnesota United in literally any international competition because they've never done it before. Like, uh-huh. Like that that's the absolute minimum of it is like this is not something we've we've seen the open cup, we've seen them lose to a USL League One team. So <laughs> like that was a unique and fun and delightful experience. But getting to see them against actual Liga MX competition, I think, is going to be an interesting barometer for the development of the team. They play against Puebla. Mm-hmm. Um at Allianz Field on Sunday. I have not looked recently at the Liga MX standings. I know their season just has barely started. You can pull those up, but in the meantime, folks, uh, if you're excited about the League's Cup, if you have questions about it, about the format, uh, about uh, the group stage, about the knockout, anything, now is your time to talk about them uh, because this is the only show uh, we're going to be having until the next League's Cup game, which is next Sunday. So get those questions in. Talk to us about it. Um, Are you excited? Do you think it's dumb? Um, you know, what, uh, what are your impressions on it? So let's, uh, let's get a conversation going on the league's cup. Uh, but what I'm going to say is the most exciting thing for Minnesota is that they have the group stage at home and it's a chance to, it's a chance to give, uh, give something back to the fans. One, which is a good performance and excitement. Uh, it's been absent from Allianz field for quite some time Two, um, I mean, you have a chance to win a boatload of cash and an instant berth in CONCACAF competition. You have to go for it. You have to go all in. I mean, the opportunity is just there. And some of these teams, they know they're going to be rotating. Uh, the Chicago Fire are not a great team. They're not them. They're not that good. Um, it's it's a winnable match. 
Puebla, David, do you have the Liga Meki standings? So, so I will give Puebla some benefit of the doubt, but not much. They mm-hmm. are second to last in the very early season Liga MX table, but sure. they've also had an absolutely brutal opening to the season. Their first three matches have been Tigres away, Santos Ooh. at home, oh. and uh, Club America away. Like okay. that is um, that is a brutally difficult opening three matches of the. Somebody Liga pour MX that season. manager a drink, and me and me, please. Like, yeah, let's get some bar service here, audience field guys. Come on, come on, it's eleven forty. <laughs> Is it, oh, it's 11.10, my God. 10. I can't read a clock anymore. Uh, but, um, no, I mean, I'm excited, David. But here's the thing that people may not realize is that uh, Minnesota United is going to be dubbed Team A uh, in their match against Chicago, and Chicago will be dubbed Team B. Uh, how that works is Team A is the home side, and Team B is the away side for every league, uh, League's Cup match. However, when Minnesota United hosts, and I'm putting quotes and air quotes around it, um, Puebla, uh, Puebla is going to be Team A, and Minnesota United is going to be Team B. Um, there will be no Minnesota United banners hanging up around the stadium. There will be no uh, Minnesota United flags or anything. This is considered a neutral site for the League's Cup. Uh, the pre- on-field presentation is going to be League's Cup, um, uh, League's Cup uh, uh, flags and banners. It will not be Minnesota United. It will not be Major League Soccer, um, as this is a neutral site for the group stage. Uh, the, those banners and all the Minnesota United uh, um, stuff inside of the uh, venue will return uh, if they are to host a uh, knockout round game here. And that will only happen as if they are the higher seed. That makes sense, David? It Like, it'll be weird, but it's it it's like any other tournament where there's neutral site stuff. Even if the home field is your mm-hmm. neutral it is your home field it is still a neutral site for the purposes of the group group stage game so i'm yeah. i'm honestly kind of excited to see how allianz looks in that thing because i have no doubt that it's still going to be quite full of black and blue mm-hmm. but the the parts of it that usually are that aren't i'm sure will look very interesting one way or another yeah and the presentation on screen is going to be very different too um with apple tv um there's, it, it was announced today if you go to the mls uh uh, MLS news on their website or the MLS comms uh, um, Twitter handle. Uh, you'll see an article linking to how that's all going to be presented on air, uh, live on television. Um, so check that out if that is something that interests you. Uh, but um, I think what the Leaks Cup really presents is a chance for Timo Pukki to get cooking, um, a chance for Ethan Bristow, assuming he's here, um, to get some minutes uh, and just get some cohesion in the unit, get some wins at home. That, that, that is what they need. They need the confidence at home. They need to know that they can get three points here and celebrate it because uh, of how important that is. Yeah, for sure. And it, like, again, it's hard to tell because Minnesota have literally never played against Liga MX opposition ever before. Mm-hmm. But this looks like that portion of this program could be pretty manageable for them yeah and chicago is a team that they've played against and beaten before mm-hmm. so they these opening two group stage games yeah pueblo finished 11th last season in league mx so you're playing a bottom half team from league mx and you're playing chicago who um i don't have the mls standings on hand but i don't believe they're that high up the eastern conference standings so you have two winnable games in your stadium to yep. move on to the knockout stage so Let's cook. David, uh, I have some bad news. 
we wanted to make fun of the Galaxy, but they've just got a got a goal back, and it's now a one goal game. They've gotten a second goal back since the last time I looked. Then because it was three yeah, to one three when two. I last looked. It's three two now. All right, but we'll, we'll touch also, on that. Then we can make fun of Vancouver, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So that, I love I love how you look at this as a win win for us. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and uh, let's see. Let's see. We've got Foot Trap, the Will Trap Burner account in the chat. Uh, says I think we're going to take this as a win tonight. Uh, okay, can David? Can you take this as a win tonight or not? I, I I have said throughout this this program here this evening that I am very content with a point against one of the top three teams in the Western Conference at home. Sure. I will take that result, and it's 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 interesting that Minnesota has at least somewhat seemed to be kind of a bogey team for LAFC, particularly at Allianz Field, because they cannot get three points against us. So yeah. I. I'm I'm at peace with that. Okay, um, so David, let's let, let, let's swing the news a bit. Um, today was a groundbreaking moment for American soccer, men's American soccer. Um, Lionel Messi signed Ooh. a deal with Inter Miami CF, uh, and I, I I still can't get over it. I'm I'm looking outside of Allianz Field right now in the press box, and there's an Argentine flag above the wonder wall uh, because of Emmanuel Reynos and Franco Fragapana who do play here. But I look at that and all I can think about is the greatest footballer to ever grace a pitch. Yes, that's my take. Uh, get wrecked, Ronaldo fanboys. Uh, and I, I just can't compare Pele. I'm pretty sure you'll have more historical pushback than you will for Ronaldo people. Is I, I was going to say, I, I, I find it difficult to compare Pele and 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 uh, Maradona uh, in today's conversation simply due to how different the game is uh, right now. For me, that's like it's like the comparison of LeBron James and Michael Jordan. The the eras of, of, of the game were just far too different, um, and the way they played it was too different to to compare them. And I think you know, comparing Maradona and Pele feels valid. Comparing Messi and Ronaldo that feels valid. Uh, but to compare the, all four of them, I just doesn't work for me, David. But Lionel Messi is now a Major League Soccer player. Uh, he makes his debut this Friday in the first game of the League's Cup um, when Inter-Miami played uh, Cruz Azul uh, of Liga Mekis. I mean, are you, are you, do you feel like what I'm feeling right now? You, I know you can see it on my face. I know you can see how, like, and hear it in my voice. Does this, does this reaction do anything for you? Mm-hmm. I... I think it's going to set in much more really with the first time that um, Leo Messi is on an MLS pitch in, let's say, his first um, his first MLS road game, which is going to be at Red Bull Arena in New York, yeah. or in New Jersey. And hey, at least he's not playing on a baseball field for his first he, game. I was really hoping he was because that'd be really funny. Um, yeah. Welcome to the Eastern Conference. Hmm. But the first time he walks up to Chris Penso, who has denied him a yellow card against the defender and loses his mind at MLS refereeing. Welcome to MLS, baby. <laughs> yeah. No, and what what I'll say too is that I look at this as just dare I say the greatest day in American men's soccer history. I, I truly do think that. Um, this is going to forever change Major League Soccer. This is for, going to forever change the league. Um, 
hopefully changes Inter Miami as a club because they're absolute doo doo right now. Um, Dave and I talked about this pregame, but it's I'm looking at the numbers and I'm doing the math. It doesn't feel plausible for Inter Miami to make the playoffs at this point, and that's stunning. I mean, you're signing Lionel Messi, the greatest player ever. You're signing Sergio Busquets. Um, I'll call him a top 15 defensive midfielder of all time. Um, you're rumored to be bringing in Jordi Alba, who is a mainstay for Barcelona and the Spanish national team uh, over the past 15 years. There's rumors of uh, Pistolero Luis Suarez, one of the greatest strikers to ever grace the game, coming to it. All these players are, of course, in their elder years, but it doesn't matter. There's this draw. There's this attraction. But you're telling me you want to bring them in and, and you're not going to make the playoffs? It's a joke what Inter-Miami are, are doing right now. Um, and I just, I really do hope they make the playoffs. Otherwise it's going to, this league is going to become an absolute laughing stock because they brought Leo Messi in and they're going to miss the playoffs. To, that's, to, that's to, to provide a counter laughing stock argument. Yeah, go ahead. The other piece of inter Miami news that happened today was that their previously designated player, Rodolfo Pizarro, had agreed to a mutual termination mutual termination of his multi-million dollar contract mm-hmm. with Inter Miami. And therefore isn't <laughs> receiving any financial oh, compensation man. Oh, man. for his I, I contract. Look, with I look Inter back Miami. like the place at all pretty bullshit. Right? Where they broke the laws. I mean hmm. Good Interesting thing. how Good that thing. totally works and is legal within the uh, Byzantine MLS roster construction and salary construction rules. <laughs> that surely enter Miami, who already have gotten fined and lost draft picks for their handling of the Blas Matsuidi situation and having four designated players at the same time. I'm pretty sure they already did that. Um, are yet still linked with all of these players coming over from Europe and from South America that want to play with Leo Messi that have been playing on multi-million dollar contracts in Europe. They don't all fit. It doesn't work. So how is this supposed to work from a legality standpoint in addition to the fact that they're dead last in the entire league and are 12 points out of a playoff spot? Hashtag for the vibes, David. <laughs> for the vibes. Uh, what I will say is it's a good thing Pizarro has an Adidas sponsorship, um, the same sponsorship as uh, Inter Miami and, and Lionel Messi. Uh, really, really, really weird, nice right? Yeah, no, interesting. No, really, no, no, good for him. Good for him. Listen, I hope he gets his payday. I hope I hope he does get a nice little severance package off the record um, because he deserves that, despite uh, uh, being one of the most underwhelming signings ever in Major League Soccer. Um, in connection to a price tag. But um, listen, I'm okay with it. I get to see Lionel Messi play in Major League Soccer. Uh, I don't want to know how it's happening. I don't want to know how they bent the rules. Uh, I think everybody would have been fine if MLS just said, hey, uh, this is called a messy spot. Uh, they can do it so they get it. Everybody would have just been like, yeah, okay, we get it. That's fine. Get him in the league, do whatever it takes. Uh, but um, no, I'm excited. I think it's really really positive thing, um, you know, and I also note that uh, we get the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup Friday night uh, after Lionel Messi's debut. Uh, it's going to be a brilliant evening of footy. Uh, I am not going to sleep well at all. 
uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we'll get like that 6 p.m. espresso, uh, and it's going to be a beautiful Friday night of footy. Um, but like you said, it, uh, Miami are in a, sh- are in a, are in a terrible spot right now, um, and they really they have to take themselves out of the hole. By the way, that game wasn't close. I hope Messi can play center back. Uh, let's hope he can play goalkeeper, center back, uh, left back, right back, CDM, 8, 10, wing, wing, striker, other center back, uh, head coach. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I hope, do think, look, if they get Busquets, I hope Busquets feels comfortable playing the entire back line himself. Good luck. Uh, what I what I will say is I do hope that uh, Tata Martino succeeds with Inter-Miami and that they, uh, you know, find their way. Let's call it. Let's find their way because it's – it's, it's embarrassing right now, and he's a good coach, so I think it's going to work out. Uh, but, David, let's do a little wraparound from uh, from the league before we get out of here. What do you say? I'm down. Uh, we've got uh, uh, some results around the league tonight, folks. Uh, before a Reminder, this is the – this is the tonight was the final slate of matches uh, before the league's cup kicks off. So, the, so games don't resume until August 20th. So these standings are, are going to be firm uh, until the restart on August 20th. But uh, Orlando beats Atlanta 2-1. Great result for Orlando. Montreal with a dominant performance at home against Charlotte 2-0. Cincinnati continue to continue to show why they are the best team in Major League Soccer at the moment uh, with a dominant 3-1 win over Nashville SC. Uh, dear Nashville, stop getting red cards so you have a, a terrible performance in the following game. Uh, the P- just, just the Pico red card was hilarious. It was so just bad. Thought, just, you know, I, I just, you know, it's just a thought. Um, this is the second straight game with uh, two red cards for Nashville. I mean, it's embarrassing. Uh, Since he's good. Since he's real good. And this is without Brandon Vasquez, by the way. Oh, no, no, Vasquez is back now. Vasquez is back now because the USA are an embarrassing soccer program. No, but, 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 um, however, Cincinnati got a goal in the 95th minute of this game from their brand new designated player. Yeah, Bupenza. Bupenza. Yep. Um, but on top of that, New England with a ridiculous 4-0 win over D.C., uh, Philly 2-1 over NYCFC, Chicago 1-0 over Toronto, uh, obviously Loons LAFC 1-1, um, St. Louis City FC 3-0 over Miami. Check out, uh, AZ, check out AZ Lewin, Jackson, Lewin's free kick from that game. The third goal in that game was a banger. But AZ Jackson had an assist too, so shout out to him. Uh, and then Austin FC uh, beat Sporting KC 2-1. Uh, Ethan Finley scores. Congrats, Ethan. Uh, the most boring game of the night, 0-0, Colorado-Houston. Uh, yikes. Uh, and then uh, something I want to talk about is uh, RSL 3-1 over the Red Bulls. Uh, RSL are sneaky fun. They are one of the most um, – in, in terms of, like, my watchability rankings, RSL are our top them right now. Um, Diego Luna is ridiculously talented. I adore that kid as a footballer. I think he's going to be a star. Uh, Chicho Rango, Jefferson Savarino, they're fun now. They are atop my MLS fun rankings. Luna uh, got a brace tonight. He the both yeah. really good goals. Yeah, and then uh, there are still some uh, West Coast kick up, West Coast kicks going on. Portland lead the crew three two. Uh, Seattle and Dallas are tied one one, and Vancouver lead the Galaxy. And those are all close to the ninety minute mark right now. Um, so you can catch those endings, uh, or you can just uh, check in five minutes or so if you're watching and listening in real time. Yeah. So while we're making fun of while we're in the making fun of other teams section, um, shout out to the Timbers. Um, yeah who are winning this game against Columbus, who's a playoff team in the East, which is a great result for them. However, the Timbers scored their first two goals in this game within two minutes in the first half, both scored by Dairon Espria. Great for Dairon Espria. Portland Timbers have still never had a player score a hat trick for them. 
in MLS history. Not one. Aspria got two goals in two minutes in the first half of this game and got subbed off at the 60th minute. Still, it's still really funny. It's funny. It's really funny. uh, And they're winning, and Blanco, who subbed on, Sebastian Blanco, who's really good and subbed on for Espria, scored the third goal of this game. So, like, it worked out fine for them as a team. It's still just one of those things that it's like, they've been in MLS for, like, 15, 16 years now and still haven't had that one thing happen. Just weird. Listen, what, what's, what, the reason we wanted to make fun of the Galaxy folks is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through the first 20 minutes of this match. Uh, second minute, Brian White scores. Ninth minute, uh, Chris Mavinga gets a yellow card for the Galaxy. Tenth minute, Ryan Galt scores. 2-0 Vancouver. 22nd minute, red card to Chris Mavinga for a, uh, a second yellow card. Uh, ensuing penalty is scored by Galt. Inside 23 minutes. 3-0 Galaxy, 10 men, or 3-0 Vancouver, 10 men Galaxy, 0. Um, the 23rd minute, Ricky Puig gets a yellow uh, uh, for uh, protesting uh, the uh, the penalty, okay? Fast forward, halftime, 3-0. 61st minute, Galaxy get one back. 74th minute, Galaxy get one back. And we're in the 88th minute right now. Um, if Vancouver loses this, ah, man, that's an embarrassing result, David. But more than anything, the Galaxy continue to be a meme. Uh, the most well-known club in Major League Soccer is so poorly run at the moment. Uh, it's embarrassing. Um, the, the, joke I, gonna... the, the joke I saw about the Galaxy um, looking around the internet earlier this evening is that they need to rehire Chris Klein so they can fire him again. <laughs> oh. Listen, it's the only way they'll get in the headline right now. <laughs> And like, um, and folks, like, Ricky Pooch is so fun to watch. He's, I, he's been oh a huge God, part of this comeback. Going. But like, your team is kind of bad. Yeah, no, and and folks, um, that's kind of your MLS wrap up for the evening. Uh, but I also just want to point out here, um, we're five months into post loans for 2023, uh, and it's been a phenomenal ride. I just wanted to thank everybody who's consistently in here. Uh, I know the names of people who are in here every single time I host this show. Uh, I know who tunes in. I know who sends me questions. And I want you to know how forever uh, grateful I am for, you know, your persistence in watching and dealing with me and my my uh, array of co-hosts. But, you know, I also know that you doing that is supporting. Uh, and it means a lot to me. It means a lot to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, us here at Soda Soccer. Uh, we're nearing an hour here into the show. We're going to wrap up momentarily. Uh, but I couldn't wrap up without saying this. You know, we're going into this League's Cup break. Um, we'll, we'll sort out what our schedule as a content creation team is going to be like this coming week. Uh, speak, uh, speak with the team, see what we come up with. Um, but, you know, it's a nice little break. The League's Cup isn't as busy of a schedule. Um, everybody on our team is going to be deserving of this break. Uh, it's been a – May was hectic. The past week has been ridiculous. I mean, a three-match week. Um, we're all a little burned out. But at the same time, we enjoy it because we see you guys coming back every single time. Uh, and that, 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 that's what makes it worth it for us. So thank you so much. Um, we appreciate it. Um, some guys throwing some comments in the chats right now. Uh, it's it's at least partially me. Don't worry about it. Appreciate the love. We do appreciate the love. Uh, but more than anything here, guys, um, I need to reiterate that as a content creation uh, website, um, we are run by you. We are funded by you. Uh, and our amazing sponsors. Today's was Better Edge. Um, Patreon.com slash Soda Soccer. Uh, I can't say it enough. As little as $3 a month, 
that's $36 a year. Um, listen, I'm, I'm a coffee snob. I go and get my Starbucks. It's like $7 now. Go and get my caribou. It's like six fifty. You know, that's half a coffee is what we're asking. Uh, Lose $3 a month. Support goes a long way. Uh, we appreciate the heck out of you. Uh, we're going to wrap up here now shortly. David, um, it's Minnesota 1, LAFC 1 at Allianz Field. It's the end of the MLS season uh, as we head into the League's Cup break, and then there's an MLS restart on August 20th. Uh, leading up till now, I'm going to give you one one takeaway, one comment. What is your biggest takeaway from the, what we've seen from Minnesota United so far this campaign? On the spot. They're only going to get better than this. Mm-hmm. Like, that that is that has been my take basically since Pookie's debut, is this is only going to get better the more they do and the more they get to play together. We saw the chemistry between Reynoso and Pookie earlier this week. I wrote about that on SodaSoccer.com, which you can go read yesterday. It's, it's a lot of fun to see already the common threads in what those two as the core of this team's attack are trying to do together. Didn't get Pookie, Pookie didn't have a successful one in a night tonight. We didn't have time to talk about him, but that's okay. The more that attacking four gets to play together on the pitch, whether it's in League's Cup, whether it's on, in, on the practice field, whether it's when the team comes back to MLS on August 20th, I firmly believe that they're just going to get better. And that is as much confidence as I can have about this team going into the final 11 games of the MLS regular season as August and, sco- and the start of school rolls around. Yeah. I, I really do think that this is the start of them turning the corner and of figuring out how to play together. And as more minutes come, as more time on the practice field comes, they're just going to get better and better. So I, I could choose to be negative tonight. I'm not going to, it's a, it's a good point. Optimism feels at an all time high right now. It's only up from here. Yeah, optimism feels at an all-time high um, for 2023's campaign right now. Um, it's a pookie party, baby. It's a pookie party. He's so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. If you, if uh, you go back, if you're a nerd like we are and are going to go back and watch this game later this week, yeah. take the time. Don't watch the ball. Watch Team Apuki's movement. Just oh, just watch what he does off the ball to create space for himself. And where he goes on the pitch to find openings in opposing defenses. There were a couple moments tonight where you would just see him shift a little bit to a different position on the field before a pass even was thinking about coming his way. He'll just take a couple of steps one direction to create a little bit of space to make a run, to make a pass, to do do stuff. And it's just like you see the experience that he has on the field and the way he just finds himself pockets of space to work in up front. He's not the same kind of striker as like a Luis Amaria, who I will joke about before we're done recording tonight. Cause we gotta, we gotta mention that real quick. Um, yeah. Do that quick. We're going to wrap up here, David. Yeah. Go back it. and watch the replay and watch Team Pookie work. He's awesome. <laughs> but Luis Amaria, uh, <laughs> is that his debut? No, he um, he's been starting for them. I think he's probably started all three of their games in Liga MX. Uh, uh, he got a red card for kicking a dude in the face. He kicked the dude uh, in the face. Like if you go watch that replay, it, it it he straight up just kicked him in the face. Yeah, I mean, whoo whoo. Oh wait, we got Christopher Alfebi in the chat saying, "Oh well, Galaxy." 
It is 4-2 Vancouver in stoppage time. Uh, 4-2 Vancouver in stoppage time. That is that. The Galaxy continue to be a meme, and our take from the beginning of the episode uh, lives another day. Just No, no, no. We love to see it. Uh, Absolutely (laughs) love to see uh, uh, a valid take of making fun of the Los Angeles Galaxy. Uh, But, David, on that note, what do you say we get out of here? Let's do it. All right, folks, uh, thanks again for your support over the past few months. Um, We'll let you know uh, on our social media uh, channels uh, what's going to be coming uh, for the League's Cup, uh, the inaugural League's Cup this coming week. Uh, You can follow me, underscore Jacob Schneider. It's on screen right now. You can follow David at Prof Cedar. It is on screen as well on Twitter. Um, We're on threads. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook uh, as a a content creation site. You can find uh, my, my personal channels on threads. Uh, Instagram and on Twitter public as well. Uh, but uh, we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be an exciting month of soccer. Um, we've got the FIFA Women's World Cup. Um, go USA. Go Sophia Smith. Go Trinity Rodman. Uh, absolutely go for the three-peat. I am 100% behind it. I'll be getting up at the miserable hours of the wee night um, to watch and support you. Um, go kick some ass. And then let's see uh, Let's see what the League's Cup is going to bring because it's an exciting time for Major League Soccer and Liga Mekis fans, David. Um, but on that note, uh, for David Naylor, I'm Jacob Schneider. This was Soda Soccer's Post Loons live from Allianz Field. Thanks so much for tuning in, uh, and have a great rest of your week. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. Good morning, Spurs. <laughs> uh, London is blue. <laughs> <laughs>